About the Church Podcast, episode number 90. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the About the Church Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And his name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Just joking. My name is DG Hollins. <laughs> nice. I always wonder if you're just tempting me to restart the broadcast. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, folks, we are here to talk today about the question, is DG delusional? <laughs> the answer to that question I think is obvious, but we're going to take a look into it. No. no, get out, Mr. Bad Guy in the doorway The Cliff can't see. Leave. That's right. So anyway, we are actually here to talk about whether or not, is God real? That's right. And I'm seeing flowers on my screen. You're seeing flowers? Actually, I'm seeing them right now. Oh, okay. Because you're joking. so delusional. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I got it. All right. So let me just say that uh, one of our folks in the gspn.tv community sent me a link to a video on YouTube. Uh-huh. All right. Mm-hmm. And he sent along an email uh, along with this. And um, he says, you know, this is something that I think would be very interesting, possibly as a topic for the About the Church podcast. Sure. And this is 10 questions that this atheist proposes to folks who are intelligent, thinking human beings who can who might be considering Christianity or who are Christians. You know, what are you thinking kind of things. And very much an argument against Christianity, against faith in God. And, uh, and I, he says, you know, I wonder, is this something that Christians should at least ask? You know, is it, what do you think about asking these questions? So I listened to the video, or I watched the video, felt like it would be a great topic for us to discuss here. I'm all about asking questions. I'm all about sure. wrestling with our faith. Yeah. You know, if, if, if our faith cannot withstand a couple questions, then what kind of faith really is it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so we're gonna. I, I recorded the audio from the video because obviously I'm not gonna be displaying the video for you guys on on your iPod right now. But uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be playing the audio. We're gonna pause and play all the way through this whole thing, which may make it a little bit more disjointed. But I think you'll still get the point. And here's the here's the thing. I listened to it and I responded back to the person who sent it to me and I said, "Listen, can you tell me, you know, I have my opinions. I think we'll share those and they'll come through." Right. But let me ask you, where what do you feel? You know, yeah, spir- where are you with spiritually, where are you with these questions? And I just want to re- I want to read this. And um if and- this if this person's in the chat room, which I know he was earlier, do you mind if I say who you are and how old you are? And if, cool. if, if you're okay with that, he said, okay, so he is. Yes. All right. So Thomas <laughs> is in there. Thomas, how old are you? Because I, I think that I remember, if I remember correctly, he's a younger guy. And, uh, if that's the, okay, so 16. Cool, okay. okay. And of course, when I knew, when I first met him, he was, he was obviously younger. He, he and I, he's been a part of the community for a while, but he's 16 years old. And this is the response that I get from a 16 year old. And I really don't know that I could say it a whole lot better Although we're going to try to just, you know, blow some hot air because we have 40 to 50 minutes to kill. <laughs> because we do a podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but listen to what he... Listen Thomas, to what, uh, Thomas, I think that was an encouragement for you to do a podcast, man. There you go. So just hear that edification that Cliff's sharing for you. 
So here, here's what a 16-year-old young man says about these questions, and which we're going to get into. He says, Cliff, just, a bra- just as background info on myself, I am a Christian, and I live in a strong Christian family. I would oppose the views of this video. These questions do not hinder my faith. In some ways, they might strengthen it. I know personally that God is not imaginary. While many things can be explained logically, there is a point where logic fails and you just have to believe. I'll be honest. Let's see. I will be honest. I can't. I couldn't answer all of these questions. I don't know any if anyone can, but I believe that faith is believing in something that doesn't always make absolute sense. There are, those are just my thoughts. I think it's a good thing to hear these questions from time to time, whether it's from a non-Christian or something like or something like in this video. It really makes us think about what we believe and why. Now, Thomas, I tell you what, there is some wisdom in your response and I and, and it's pretty much going to be our response today. I mean, if if you need a summary of what today's entire podcast is going to be about, Thomas just gave you it. But let us now eloquently or not so much eloquently uh, just talk and talk and talk as we address these questions. And we're going to start it off with this audio. This audio. In this short video, I'm going to assume that you're an educated Christian. You have a college degree and you've been trained to think logically and rationally about the world we live in. For example, you might be an engineer or scientist, a doctor, pharmacist or nurse, a teacher, a manager or an administrator, a government employee, a business owner, an account rep, an executive, a lawyer, an accountant, a person working in the financial sector or human resources, an architect or designer, a software developer. In other words, you're a smart person. You know how the world works and you know how to think critically. If you're an educated Christian, I would like to talk with you today about an important and interesting question. Have you ever thought about using your college education to think about your faith? Your life and your career demand that you behave and act rationally. Let's apply your critical thinking skills as we discuss 10 simple questions about your religion. Here's an example of the kind of thing I'm talking about. As a Christian, you believe in the power of prayer. According to a recent poll, Three out of four doctors believe that God is performing medical miracles on earth right now. Most Christians believe that God is curing cancers, healing diseases, reversing the effects of poison, and so on. Okay, I'm going to pause right there. And by the way, DG, anytime you want me to pause, since you don't have a control, you just point at me. And I will pause at any moment during this. So first thing is... Let, let, first, is he assuming too much to think that we're all intelligent people? <laughs> I'm pointing at Cliff because I want him to stop. I just want to tell you I love you. All right. Thank okay, you, thanks. Good. Love you too, man. It I, does work, by the way, the point yeah. thing. <laughs> it took a while, though. It was stuck. <laughs> Press the button. Where's the button? <laughs> all right. So so here's the thing. What do you say? Three out of four doctors? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. You believe that. Or three out of five. The things are happening. Do you believe God is healing people of cancer and <laughs> And performing these miraculous things, first and foremost. Sure, why not? Okay, <laughs> I think he can, and uh, but I think sometimes he chooses not to. Well, we can get into that uh, later on. But well, that, that, that's a question he's going to ask. But right, he is, but he's, and I don't want to. Yeah, I'll wait for that. But but yeah, I think God heals people today. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Of sicknesses and. You know, cancer and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, gotcha. All right, so I I would agree that there are there are circumstances. I I think that 
that God sometimes uses doctors and and stuff like that. So I believe that that he yeah, uses he medicine multiple ways, definitely, exactly, because he can use science. <laughs> to heal he's given man the he, ability to think about penicillin by growing it on on orange pills or what you know it's just like all those different things have actually he's i think he's given us the ability to have the knowledge to be able to figure those things out right and it is from god it is of god exactly but so, i also believe that he does miraculous healings too i i do believe that as well so i've yeah. not personally been you know 100 percent directly involved i've heard people who are close to me who have you know proclaimed that they had witnessed directly uh, a, a mirac- miraculous right, yeah. healing? There was a lump in my breast, and they did, and, and they, everyone felt it. The doctor felt it. Went to the exam. The lump was gone. Yeah, kind and of a thing. Yeah, the, in a church that I used to attend, uh, Stephanie and I used to attend. We were doing ministry down in the projects of Newport, Kentucky, and there was this child who was. I mean, as deaf as deaf can be. I mean, there was no hearing. It wasn't slight hearing. It wasn't partial deafness. Child, absolutely deaf. Uh, group of people from our church got together with a group of people from this area that they were doing uh, a weekly Bible study together. One mm-hmm. day, this child asked for prayer right. to be healed of of this, and he today hears. Cool. Now, you know, I, I I'll be honest with you, as a believer. I sometimes am a little bit skeptical when I hear stories like that, although I believe God can and does perform those types of miracles even today. I'm still, I'm going to admit to you that I'm skeptical when I hear those stories. I can say, yeah, I can say, I can say I agree to that. Yeah. Okay. I would agree to that. So, okay. So we, so we agree with there was some a, of those people. There that, is definitely a level of skepticism involved. Like, you know, I think it's just healthy to test the spirits. I mean, we've, we've been told to test the spirit. Think critically even about this yeah. stuff. What? Think what? critically? Huh. I wonder where I've we're heard in, think we're, critically we're before. We're encouraged to do that in this audio. I think so. <laughs> so uh, let's see if we can continue so on. So here's question one. Why won't God heal amputees? It's a simple question, isn't it? We all know that amputated legs do not spontaneously regenerate in response to prayer. Amputees get no miracles from God. If you're an intelligent person, you have to admit that this is an interesting question. On the one hand, you believe that God answers prayers and performs miracles. On the other hand, you know that God completely ignores amputees. Okay, whoa, wait a second. They made a huge jump there. Whoa, I, well, that that's a jump of logic in itself. A major jump of logic. And by the way, this guy needs to hang around starfish more often or flatworms. Yeah. Because, man, those legs regenerate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to resist. I yes. can't resist it. Does God ignore all amputees? I Yeah, unbelievable. Seriously? I mean, he's making a huge judgment call on God. Now, now first of all. Of course, he doesn't believe that God exists. So, I mean, up front. Yeah. He, and he he really honestly he should have said that up front. I but, think you know he needed to have a full disclosure up front saying, "Hey, I am an atheist," or I, uh, you know, or what. I would appreciate that more, other than it just being a propaganda piece that he's created. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's it's made clear at the end, but it, either way. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So 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 basically, we know full well that God is ignoring all amputees. Well, first of all. Just because somebody is ampute- has, let's just say, a leg amputated and God doesn't grow it back, um, does that mean that God ignores him and that person cannot experience physical healing? 
Absolutely not. Now, first of all, do I believe that God could he- could grow an amputee a lay back, leg back? I believe so. I, b- I believe with no doubt in my mind that God could do that. Sure. All right? Sure. And if it would fit his purpose if- and it would glorify God, <laughs> right. then by all means, I believe he would. Right. I am, Matter of fact, I am not so certain that it's never happened. Okay. I have no documented case that it has. Sure. But then again, I've just told you I've never personally 100% directly hands-on had an experience of a miraculous healing today myself. Right. I've sure. just had an indirect as close as maybe one person removed from the the healing in in question. But even still, I've even mentioned to you that I'm a little bit skeptical when I hear stories like that, not that I completely doubt, but there but I am but I I still would doubt the the claim that God has never grown somebody's leg back right i i I don't i just don't know that i would accept that that's never happened you know you know what i'm saying yeah yeah sure and that it never can happen or never will happen so so with that i I, i'm sorry with the question here why doesn't god why does god ignore all amputees i don't think he does and not number one there's the question is 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 there a reason why god should grow somebody their leg back Sure. Well, I think this is going to this is going into two different realms. <clears throat> the one realm is what is prayer and what's the purpose of prayer, and the number two, uh, what is healing and how does healing happen? Right. And so there are multiple a- a- uh, facets of uh, of both of those subjects and topics. Which one do you want to Which one do you want to focus on? Do you want to focus on the healing part? Whatever you want to focus on. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter to me, but, <clears throat> but the, so, because the reason he's talking about prayer is the whole, he ignored it. That, that to me is let's talk about prayer, mm-hmm. but the whole, he, uh, that the healing did not occur that talks about prayer, but also about healing. So, um, to me, and, and I think that this conversation between these two are going to cover a lot of what he's, a lot of what he's going to say later on too. Right. Uh, but whichever, do you want to do into healing or prayer? Let's do let's do p- prayer first. Okay, prayer first. All right, so Cliff, and I, and I just I'll ask you too because I mean I really wrestled in seminary about the purpose of prayer. Okay, and what is the purpose of prayer, and how how if any does it work, and what what are my expectations for what working prayer is, and what working prayer looks like, and effects and stuff like that. So, what do you believe is the purpose of prayer? Well, first of all, what what is prayer? Prayer is communication with God. Okay, it, it yeah. is simply you know. So sure. that's kind of like saying, "What is the purpose of talking to my wife?" Exactly. You know. Exactly. I, what do you want me to say about that? The purpose is that I have something that I want to communicate to my wife. Right. And if in, in talking with my wife or my wife talking, she has something she wants to communicate with me. The purpose changes at all times. The, exactly. I, the purpose may be that I want to communicate that I would love some breakfast this morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I but, hope she listens to this podcast. <laughs> she doesn't, which is a good thing. So, but anyway, the, there's all kinds of things that we could have as the purpose of our communication. Right. You know, is it is it to give something, to, to praise? I, I, I love to praise my wife and say, you know, I love right. my beautiful wife who thinks about so many wonderful things. That if it weren't for her, you know, it, I'd be this cold-hearted person that just 
forgets everything. Right. You know, right. and she thinks she thinks about everybody all the time. She's just really and so so the purpose of communicating with her is to praise her or to give thanks for at, to her. at that for that for that time for that moment for that for that thought that you had. So prayer is just a tool of communication. Yes. And I and I think and and you got it what I'm you got it what I'm trying to get at is the whole the whole uh, expectation of the question I gave you, which is a lot of people's question when they're saying the purpose of prayer. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Every time they say what's the purpose of prayer, they've missed what prayer is. Yeah. Because they are already saying that they have an expectation for what should happen through the communication tool. Yeah. So many people think that 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 prayer equals the request box. Right. You know, it's like, hey, God, suggestion here. You know, it's it's just prayer is just the is an audible suggestion box. Okay, that's cool. I like that. <laughs> that is not what prayer is. Yeah, the that's it's funny that you put it that way though. It's but but so I think a lot of people when they hear the purpose of prayer, then it turns into uh, it turns into multiple different thoughts. Rarely does it talk, turn into hey, how I can actually tell God thank you. Or praise God, like you were saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's the vending machine God mentality of, all right, God, I'm praying to you, and my prayer is showing you that I'll, I'll actually believe in you for a few seconds, or uh, or I think that you're only in existence for my benefit. So that's me putting in the 50 cents, and now I want the purpose of this prayer to be you give me whatever I'm wanting, love, uh, relationship, uh, life, healing, blah, 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 blah. Uh, in the midst of that. So I think that I think first, first and foremost, we need to help Christians understand that prayer is a tool for communicating with God. Right. And hearing God as you know, that's part of the communication is a give and take in that communication. Uh, you've got somebody who's listening. You got someone who's speaking, you got someone who's speaking, you got someone who's listening. And, uh, and, and uh, I think a lot of times that prayer usually turns into I'm speaking, I'm doing all the speaking, (laughs) I'm doing all the listening or any listening for that matter in a lot of cases. Okay. So if we have that foundation of prayer, now we go into the healing part and the healing part. um, Well, before you go into the healing part, Oh, you want to finish up? Yeah. I want to say something else about prayer. Sure. Um, Will you remember what you're going, where you're going with the healing part? I got it. it. All right. So, so here's what I'd like to say about the prayer part is so many times when we don't, when things don't go the way that we had hoped after communicating with God, we sometimes think, well, prayer just doesn't work or this communication stuff doesn't work. Sure. Well, here's the thing. Stephanie and I communicated this morning and there was an, and I'm going to bring this around. (laughs) And, and Stephanie said to me earlier today, she says, you know, what time does your, um, uh, your your first podcasts end, and I said about eight fifteen. When's your, your when does the next one start? Nine o'clock. And I said, why do you want to know? And she goes, because I want to make sure I know when to fix your eggs this morning. So she so through our our prayer, or actually through our communication with one another, there was an understanding that there might be some eggs coming my way between two different shows. You're so in trouble. I know I am. I figure since I'm already in the hole, I might as well try to... You're fine. You're like, I'm going to use this as an example to glorify God. That's right. And get in much trouble with my wife. Exactly. <laughs> He's digging that hole deeper. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that this? See, thank you for the dude who created this video. Exactly, it's giving us so much joy. <laughs> so anyway, it's so, been nice knowing you, Cliff. Thank you, everybody. 
So anyway, now the eggs never the 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 eggs never materialized. Also, as as some people's limbs, I guess, do not. Okay. You know. So the thing is, is now because because that I didn't have any eggs this morning. Does that mean that I should just give up on communication with my wife? You know, right. does this does this mean that my wife is angry at me? Right, does this exactly. mean God? Does this mean my wife will forever overlook anything and everything we ever talk about because I did not get my eggs this morning, right. or that your wife is incapable of making eggs? Exactly. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so we can assume so many different things because things didn't happen the way we want. Right. Now, the thing is, though, is is there may be some very logical reasons, such as I'm certain that things just got really crazy upstairs. We have three kids, and you know, with the course of you know, all maybe one of my kids said, you know, hey, I didn't do my homework, and they had to rush that, and all of a sudden, three different times they were told to go do this, and I'm sure she rushed out the door and didn't think a thing about it. It's not a big deal, and I'm not upset that I don't have my eggs. But the, so the whole purpose of bringing that up and digging myself out of this hole, hopefully, is to say that I still feel a connection to my wife. I feel that our communication is actually very it's very good it's excellent and so yeah. i very much value communicating with my wife and just because things didn't happen today the way i thought they would doesn't mean that it doesn't work and that right. it doesn't fulfill pur- its purpose so in the future we may have a conversation about eggs and whatever else and it may or may not happen it, i ju- i just can't say because the communication broke down or because some other things happened that it just isn't worthwhile. Right. And and I think that that what's going on there and what you're dealing with right now is your expectations. That is really what's going on because you expected those <laughs> eggs to be right here warm with a little bit of love pinched into them. Well, you, you know, know what? Honestly, I forgot about the eggs until until all of a sudden, you know, so I showed up and you're like, and "Dude, Hmm, he's just talking about food again. But exactly. <laughs> but but I think it, that's the that is the greatest issue. And I think and I think that God in Christ dealt with that his whole ministry while he was here is people's expectations of God, people's expectations of of who the Messiah is supposed to be and what the Messiah is supposed to do, people's expectation of the law, what the law is supposed to say and how the law is supposed to be lived out. I mean, they have all these expectations and here comes Christ saying, no, I'm going to flip those. <laughs> and so I think that a lot of expectations are people hear that God can heal and that God loves us and they make the logical conclusion that god will heal us right and so they have this expectation that if god is a loving god and god can do the healing since he since since the healing does not happen therefore god either does not exist or god does not love us and they make all those decisions and and conclusions based on their expectations of who god was in the very very beginning and i would say bringing it back to the to the healing part is it okay yeah go ahead bringing it back to the healing part there are uh, multiple, just billions of different expectations when it comes to healing mm-hmm. that people have got to deal with. And I think that Christ uh, really, at a lot of points, were, was frustrated. <laughs> but also, you know, like, and I think I've mentioned this here before, that there's a lot of people that are out there that when they read Jesus wept, you know, the shortest verse in the Bible, everyone knows right. that one. I can memorize that one. <laughs> That he was trying to raise up Lazarus from the dead. And uh, here's Mary, and I uh, think, was it Mary and Martha? 
No, I don't know. I can't remember who it was, but anyway. He wasn't trying to raise Lazarus up. He he had just heard that Lazarus had died. Well, he had heard Lazarus had died. He was but moved he, but, with compassion. And right, but cried. he was there. He was there, and they were saying, if you just would have shown up, then he would not have died. He was only sick three days ago. But you intentionally waited three days to come here if you just were here. And he says, don't you believe that I'm going to raise from the, you know, that, that people are going to raise from the dead. And then she said, well, yeah, sure. Of course, on the last day, everyone's going to raise from the dead. And then, and that's when it says Jesus was filled with compassion and troubled. Yes. And a lot of, and, and, it, and then it said Jesus wept. And a lot of scholars really believe that that part when it said he was troubled really was, he was crying out of frustration, not that he was crying because he was sad. Really? Because he's, you know, he's lived, he's done all this ministry, and yet, and they've seen him raise a girl from the dead from a distance. They've seen him change water to wine. They've seen him heal a, a blind man. They've seen him heal, you know, a leper and, and all these different things. And he's just like, <sighs> you know? but so a lot of there are some scholars that believe now that's just a, an interpretation i'm not sure, saying that I understand. but uh but here is christ and he's saying of course of, of course i can do this and you just you guys are not you're just how thick <laughs> you know that kind of an understanding that's one way of interpreting it but i so that's that's the challenge with expectations and I think that Jesus was dealing with their expectations. Yeah. What because a, they expected you had to be here only when he was sick before he died, before you can do anything. And Jesus is like, come on. <laughs> you know. So anyway, so let's go back to the healing part. Yeah, well, there, one other thing to go okay. with that, the expectations, is there was a time when Jesus was in the home of Peter. I, or, I can't remember where he was. But anyway, uh, he was he was in somebody's home, and everybody in the town, on all the ta- surrounding towns and villages, came. All those who were sick and and crippled, they came for healing. There's a line outside the door. The scripture says, and then what happened is basically it was time for everybody to go to bed. They sent everybody away, right? And then the next morning, the line started forming again. Okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, you know the disciples. Say okay, let's get this thing started. Here we go. You know, here's more sick people. Let's let's start. Let's build up a sign, and we'll say. And they went, and they went, and, and woke up Jesus, and and Jesus came to the thing, and he healed every single person until they were all fit, healed. Right? right? Yeah. No. no. That's <laughs> right. not. You no. Know. No. What <laughs> happened is they went to find Jesus to wake him up. He wasn't there. Yeah. He was off in a solitary place praying to God, and he says, hey, t- t- "They said to him, and I'm going to paraphrase this a little bit. They said." Dude, what are you doing? There are so many people waiting to be healed. If we're going to be able to heal all these people before we move on, we got to get started. Come on. Yeah. And Jesus said, go get your stuff. I'll meet you in the boat. We're moving on. Right. Yeah. That right there, my friends, Jesus didn't heal every single person. Right. He says, I came here to preach the word of God. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and to so... So the, the blessings are the byproduct and the the advertisement. He came to <laughs> save that which was lost. And the ultimate healing, including amputees, right. would be the healing of our soul. Right, yeah, yeah. Which is guaranteed for all of us who call on him. Exactly. Okay, so that goes into the, let's let's talk about the different forms of healing. Okay. And I think that, that this is this is one of those expectations that people think. Because when they hear the word healing, they're thinking primarily, I'd say 75% people think when they hear the word healing, they think physical healing. So you've got a cut or you have cancer or you've got, you know, whatever else, understanding of healing. 
Now, I loved my professor when he talked about healing. And, and this, the prime example of this is the man being lowered down and, uh, from the roof uh, by his friends. And it was Jesus was moved by his friends doing that action, not the guy. And then Jesus forgave him, and they're like, he didn't heal him. He forgave him. And they're like, what? I can't, only God can forgive. How dare you do that? And Jesus is like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll prove to you that I'm God. I'll heal, I'll heal him physically now. So I think that he actually, there was a form of healing going on there that was a spiritual healing. Yes. That he provided forgiveness for this guy. This guy, you know, everyone had the expectation, going back to the expectations, that he was going to heal the physical ailment of this guy. And yet Jesus forgave him. <laughs> that is, ba-bam, you know, that's mind-blowing powerful. And then he says, as a byproduct. Take up your mat and walk. Exactly. And, and so... So on top of that, on top of the spiritual healing, then he gave the physical healing. All right, so we know that we have physical healing, we have spiritual healing. Uh, I think there are other people that said this in the chat room too. There is an emotional healing. Yes. Um, that that can be able to go on. I mean, you've had some emotional stuff in your life, and you can be able to to have some healing involved, and you might need it, you might you know want it or whatever else. And uh, and then I, I and I think that um um. Well, I was going to say mental healing, but I'd say that that's kind of a combination of two or three of those together. But my professor, my favorite thing the professor said when it came to the healing topic was God's ultimate form of healing is death. Mm, yeah. And, and it blew my mind. It completely shattered my expectations of healing. Right. When my professor said the ultimate form of God's healing, physical spiritual, emotional healing is death. And I think that that is what Christ might have been getting at. <laughs> Just maybe. <laughs> you know? That here is the ultimate form of healing, and that ultimate form of healing is death. And, um, and the grace that's found there, the, the, the love that's found in that one statement um, is just ridiculously powerful. Okay, so let's go back to... Why does God not heal amputees? Okay. I, I it's 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 amazing to me to think, uh, and then I ultimately say, with that in mind, with that whole death statement as ultimate form of healing in mind, for me that makes me think to myself, this is just this is just part of life. The life we live here on this earth is just a small part of life. And uh, while it can be a, an amazing place, it can also be a horrible place, of course. But we don't have that afterlife in mind, and so we want all the healing to occur here, <laughs> right? And 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 I think that God actually sees a much larger picture, and uh, and and so to expect that amputee to be healed. Number one, what does it say about what you think? quality life is mm-hmm. why can't you have a beautiful and wonderful life with no legs or arms or with no legs or how about with no legs and no arms exactly and you have a video of that i do and you can go to it i don't know if you had a- i'll tell you what just go to this life without limbs dot o-r-g that, okay. that's all i'm gonna say just go to life without limbs dot org it's cool. uh i think his name is nick vayachuk i think i'm maybe butchering his last name but his name's right. but go to life without limbs dot org and be prepared 
to <laughs> to tear up and just be inspired. Oh yeah. And you think to yourself, you've ever had it you know, you've got it bad. Yeah. <laughs> you watch this. And then and then actually when you get a chance, when you find out how to spell his name because you're actually on the website, it's V U J I C I C. Uh go to YouTube and do a a, yeah. a Google search and see some of his other talks. I'm telling you, this man has no limbs, has no arms, and I I can guarantee you there is massive amounts of things that he can do and speak and say on behalf of God that could not be communicated the same way unless he was the way he is. Exactly. And and he lives a life that is worthy of of admiration. And I'll tell you what, it, it what right. an inspiring story. Exactly. So why can't God be able to know what is best for you, just like Jesus did for the guy that was lowered down from the roof? Why can't God say, you know what, there are more important things in your life that I need to work on with you than creating a new leg for you? Yep. Or than healing your cancer. Yeah. Or <laughs> then you, you see what I'm saying? I mean, it's yeah. like and and believe me, I wrestled when my brother died of cancer. The majority of the the frustrations that I got were from other people that had this expectation that Jay was going to be healed because they were praying for his healing, even though he had cancer. Yeah. And and you know my response in the midst of that was, man, my my brother's a loser, man. He's with Jesus, right? <laughs> he beat me to him. You know, it's like. How freaking awesome yeah. is his life right now? Right. It's not over. That's it's right. not done with. And, and 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 so I found complete joy in my brother's death. He was no longer suffering. He shed off the imp- the the imperfect outer shell. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just beautiful. I mean it's just beautiful. My brother's death was beautiful. Now, don't get me wrong, I mean just yesterday sitting in a staff meeting hearing about someone uh someone's father or father-in-law being intubated brought back memories of my brother and I cried, you know, I mean, I still miss my brother, <laughs> but it doesn't mean I don't have the hope found in Jesus Christ, the hope found in what I believe is our God as a Trinity um, in the midst of the death. And so I, I think that th- this whole video uh, or this whole audio that we're going to finish hearing Man, I, it's it's missing in, the hope in a, in a series of episodes of about the. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But it's to, to me, I'm not hearing the hope that's found. Yeah, and the life that can be lived joyously here and now. And this is this isn't even. I mean, this is just the icing on top of that cake. <laughs> We're going to get get to enjoy the really good stuff that's been soaked up with butter and you know whatever sugar and all kinds of stuff later on. I mean, so anyway, I, I just. I, I get passionate about this, and I'm no, speaking from no. experience here. Yeah, know? I mean, absolutely. I know that. So, I, I everything you've said, I could not agree with you more. This is yeah, exactly true. the response. And, and 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 here's the thing: to those of us who are believers who already have faith in Christ, you know, we may not have had the exact words or examples, but we know that we've dealt with this at one point or another in our life. We we've dealt with the fact that we've seen people who have been sick terminally ill have have things going on in their lives but that no means by no means does that mean god looks them over or ignores them sure and uh and and then sometimes you know sometimes and i think god in in god's infinite wisdom here you know he has multiple ways of communicating and so this is going back to the prayer thing 
Sometimes his communication is no, because there are other things that we need to work on. Yeah. I know what's best for you. Now, it might not be what you want, but I know what you need. Right. And it's just like looking at a little kid and the kid says, I want that Star Wars figure. Mm -hmm. And daddy says, no, you need to eat. (laughs) And I would much rather feed you food than buy you a Star Wars figure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that kid thinking with all the expectations in the world, daddy, if you love me, (laughs) why aren't you buying me the Star Wars figure? Because this is going to bring me the greatest happiness. Right. I mean, it's 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 that kind of an attitude that you're going to God with if you believe there is a God, uh, and and that you know. So, and I, and I think, and to be honest with you, I really do believe that it is it is the Christians that have created this problem. I think so. I, I, I definitely agree. And 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 it and it, it is very frightening for me when I hear somebody say to somebody like your brother, you know, listen, don't worry about this. Yeah. God's going to heal you. I'm praying and and you know we're going to go we're all going on this special diet and we're all going to be right here with you and right, right. and and we're fasting and 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 see the thing is is and I want to tell you I encourage people to pray. I encourage people to fast and I encourage people to have faith. But how do so the question DG then is and and this is getting us a little bit, you know, off on a side tangent, but right. how do you have faith how do you pray with expectation? Ask you, you know, there's the you do not have because you do not believe, and blah blah blah. Exactly. It's yeah. like how do you how do you do that? How can you pray and have faith and believe when you are giving God a quote unquote out? Right. And 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 so that there's there's a faith issue now. Uh huh. <laughs> there's a trust and a faith issue that that comes into play. And the question is, do you believe God is the ultimate good? You know, do right. you, do you believe that he desires the ultimate good out of everything? And if so, then you need to be able. We need to be able to trust and say, yeah. God, whatever the circumstances may be, whether I'm hungry or well fed, you know, ooh, whether ooh, can I can I say yeah, this prayer ahead. real quick? Yes, this is one of my favorite prayers, all time prayers. It's John Wesley's covenant prayer, and he actually wrote this prayer into a covenant service in 1780. That he would actually use the very the first uh, service of the year. He would always pray this covenant prayer. He, well, he had a whole service that was a covenant between us and God with how we would live our lives throughout the rest of the year. So here's the prayer. Um, I am no longer my own, but thine. Put me to what thou will. Rank me with whom thou wilt. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be employed by thee or laid aside for thee. Exalted for thee or brought low for thee. Let me be full Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and disposal. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thou art mine and I am thine, so be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. Wow, that is powerful. And I mean, this is the prayer I pray every morning, uh, and I I still am working into it. (laughs) But man... To be able to put that much trust and that much faith into a God uh, that even though your brother's dying of cancer, you can be able to still say this prayer and mean it and really mean it. I mean, I mean, when I really started doing this, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, uh, let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. God, I give you my wife. God, I give you 
every my my house. I give you my. You know, I give you my kids. I give you my you kids. Know, I give you my you, flesh. I give you my my face. If you want to burn this thing off, and I become hideous, then burn it off. I mean, I'm 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 trying to reach the depths of what that means. Uh, and would I be willing to do those things for the sake of God, for the sake of Christ, and for the gospel and the kingdom? Uh, would I be willing to die on a cross upside down? Would I be, you know, all of these things. Would I really, truly be able to pick up my cross or the electric chair or the lethal injection? And it's just, are we, are we truly living into the sacrificial lives that Christ showed us how to live right. as Christians? And what are our expectations in the midst of this, this is not the prayer of Jabez, <laughs> right? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> this is the complete opposite, you know, to a certain extent. But it is the expectations of God has to give us stuff, or God gives us stuff in His grace. Yeah, because of our sacrifice and our love for God. Anyway, I'm, I'm preaching now. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I ahead. love y'all. Sorry. I'm, go- I'm gonna go ahead and just fi- let him finish out his little thought here. And uh, he's going to introduce the second question, which uh, we'll we'll see what it is, and then we'll probably cover it next One more thing. week. Can God say no? Can God say wait? Can God say maybe? Can God say yes? These are all different forms of ways of communicating with God. Okay, go. All right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love it. Fit that last four-part four, four sermon series in there. All right, here we go. Uh, why, why don't I have audio? I should have audio. I am missing audio, and I've muted the audio. Here we go. Now, here we go. God completely ignores amputees when they pray for miracles. How do you deal with this discrepancy? As an intelligent person, you have to deal with it because it makes no sense. In order to handle it, notice that you have to create some kind of rationalization. You have to invent an excuse on God's behalf to explain this strange fact of life. Which I don't believe we created any kind of uh, excuse at all right yeah if if you're living into this paradigm then you believe this is reality exactly and it's not an excuse it, it, what he's saying though is something well maybe god didn't do it because it would have been better this and i don't, I don't make excuses for god god didn't do it and there's got to be a reason i don't need to make an excuse sure and well i mean you can think of different reasons and there's nothing wrong with thinking sure. of different reasons but yeah. Okay. And here, here's a little bit more of what he says. You might say, well, God must have some kind of special plan for amputees. So you invent your excuse, whatever it is, and then you stop thinking about it because it's uncomfortable. Here's another example. As a Christian, you believe that God cares about you and answers your prayers. So the second question is, why are there so many starving people in our world? Look out at our world and notice that millions of children are dying of starvation. It really is horrific. Why would God be worried about you getting a raise while at the same time ignoring the prayers of these desperate, innocent little children? Okay, we're going to stop there. We're not going to answer that question. We're going to tell you if you want to know our thoughts on that question, tune in next week. Nice. And if you have thoughts on that question, tune in yes, next week. Please, and, and call in for next week. Our, yeah. our voicemail hotline, of course is area code 859-795-4067. Again, the voicemail hotline is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And that phone number is 859-795-4067. If you have an iPhone, you have the voice memo app. You can just hit record on there and then hit share, and it'll email it. You can send that to feedback at gspn.com. 
TV. We'd love to hear your voice, your thoughts on on either today's subject, you know, or next week's subject. Why doesn't God heal or feed all the starving people, you know? And and why should we be bothering God with our petty requests when so many people are starving? And you're right. There is no show next week. There is no show next week. So you'll have to wait two weeks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Professor Allen, for pointing that out. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, that's right. So we'll be back in two weeks to answer this question, which gives you more time to call in, by the way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or you can watch the whole video and write down all your thoughts. In the I'll tell you what you could do next week is you could actually go to gspn.tv forward slash the shack. And there's a one hour long talk from William Paul Young. Cool. From our church when he visited us, and I got I've got the uh, permission to share that online. It is it, you'll notice that it is an episode of the Family from the Heart podcast, but it's not going to show up in your feed because I didn't have I was not given permission to allow it to be downloaded. Oh, okay, but it does stream from the website. You can listen to the whole thing there. Cool. That's at gspn.tv forward slash the shack, all one word. Gotcha. And uh, so that'll give you something to listen to, and you can go back and listen to uh, the other shows that we did regarding that. It's all on that one page. Yeah. Please pray for a church other than your own. That'd be awesome. Why not? And pray for somebody who's not a Christian. Absolutely. Pray for the dude who did the video and, and show him some love and maybe, you know, send some grace his way. And, uh, and please, please, please consider being a Plus member. Uh, Cliff needs your support. I mean, Flat out, he's depending on your support to be able to continue to do this passion and this calling in his life. Uh, so please consider to be able to be a plus member. That really, really, really does help out. And tell your friends to consider it. Tell your friends to check out the, the podcast. That's a great way to sharing what we're talking about with other people. Very cool. Thank you. And of course, if you want to learn how you can become a plus member, <laughs> it is at gspn.tv forward slash G or no plus forward plus. slash plus. <laughs> And there are some testimonials there of people who have shared why they're plus members and and uh, stuff like that. And there's a we just reviewed, uh, or not reviewed, but we talked to a uh, of an author that uh, just wrote a book called The Dance on the PraxisPodcast.com. Uh, you can get there from PraxisPodcast.com. P r a x i s. But uh, it's very much like the Shack, except it's talking about the dance and uh, a guy who a reporter who comes into a coffee shop asking questions about the Trinity. And uh, it's it's a fictional kind of a thing, kind of like the shack, except it's written really cool wise. So I'm just encouraged to check out the book. And thanks for everyone who bought uh, Crazy Love. Yeah, no through, doubt. Uh, through Mardell.com. Through Mardell, yeah. We we need to find out what that's all about. Yeah, a friend but... of mine. I just asked a friend of mine, and he said he loved it. Awesome. It's a great book. We'll have to talk about that soon too. See we'll ya. talk to you next week. God bless. Bye bye.